Nicholas Bornelius of Capital Inc. And I would like to welcome you all to uh, a very uh, interesting panel. We have all been discussing about uh, Chinese leasing, about debt financing, uh, but now this is a panel that is going to focus on the new era for equity investment in shipping. We have with us a great uh, group of panelists, and I would like to thank uh, Simone and Vincent from Stevenson Harwood for putting this uh, panel together and for uh, about to expertly moderate it. So thank you to all for being with us. Uh, I just wanted to uh, welcome you to the panel and uh, I will uh, turn over the floor to uh, Simone and Vincent. Thank you again. Thank you, Nicholas. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, today we are here to talk about the new era of the equity investment shipping. Uh, as we all know, shipping is a capital-intensive industry, and China is the world's largest shipbuilding, shipowning, ship financing nation, also the largest importer and exporter. With decades of development, we are now at a stage to discuss whether and how we can explore more opportunities in this industry. Panelists will look back in time and ahead to discuss about the opportunities and challenges in the emerging market. So today we are fortunate to invite Ms. Nilesh Choi from Jury Maritime Financial Research, Mr. Xiao from Equity Fund, Mr. Suning from Frontline Capital, and Ms. Caroline Stone from DCL Investment. So I will hand over to Nilesh and who can introduce himself. Hello, Nilesh. Thank you, uh, Simon. Uh, hello, good morning to everybody. Uh, I am Nilesh Tiwari, and I'm currently uh, serving as a manager with uh, within Drury Maritime Financial Research, uh, which is a wholly owned uh, subsidiary of uh, Drury Shipping Consultant Holdings Limited. Uh, in my ad role, in addition to my role as a manager, I'm also a lead analyst responsible for covering equities in the container shipping domain. Uh, and I have more than 14 years of experience in financial markets. Uh, so that's a brief about me. Uh, I'll also like to tell you something about Drury. Uh, Drury is uh, one of the leading international provider of research and consulting services to the maritime and shipping industry. And it's uh, a 50 year old organization uh, we have a main, uh, four main verticals, uh, as market research, financial research, uh, maritime advisors, and supply chain advisors. And I'm representing my uh, vertical, which is Drury Maritime Financial Research. Uh, so, uh, that's brief about uh, Drury. Now, uh, let me uh, quickly take you through some of the recent trends that's been happening uh, in the global capital market. And uh, then I'll also touch upon uh, shipping uh, equities. Uh, so what we have uh, seen recently in the financial market, uh, that uh, the market has been highly volatile. And uh, that's mainly because of uh, Black Swan event, that is COVID-19. So Black Swan events are basically defined as rare and unexpected events uh, with severe consequences. Uh, so uh, to give you an example, uh, uh, if I have to uh, take uh, S&P 500 index, uh, so uh, uh, the index uh, from uh, uh, 2007 at, until August uh, uh, 2020. So what we have seen is the, uh, the, the, the index have uh, been very volatile. Uh, 
And if you consider uh, a period between Jan to mid-March this year, then S&P uh, lost more than 30% of its value uh, uh, with uh, the beer market re reaching uh, in just 16 days. And that's been the fastest time uh, period on record. Uh, in comparison, uh, during the great financial crisis in 2008, uh, SNP uh, reached uh, the beer market in 188 days. Uh, however, uh, uh, that's not the end. So uh, uh, if we look into the month of August, uh, I mean, this last month, the recovery in the SNP has been such that SNP 500 enjoyed its strongest August in 34 years. So uh, this is how uh, it's, it's been in the market. And uh, we have seen uh, stocks are still well supported by a combination of liquidity, uh, attractive equity risk premiums, and ongoing recovery as economies reopen from uh, COVID-19 induced uh, lockdowns. Uh, uh, there was a recent uh, global fund manager survey conducted by Bank of America and uh, respondents uh, show uh, a reasonably high preference for equities. So uh, the point I'm trying to make is the uh, uh, equities uh, still uh, favorable. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, uh, that's uh, again, because governments across the globe uh, are doing their bit by announcing rate cuts and fiscal stimulus in order to stabilize the economies. Uh, so back in May, uh, we saw the Chinese government uh, unveiling a fiscal stimulus package of nearly uh, $500 billion. So uh, uh, now uh, coming uh, to the, uh, coming to the uh, equity issuance part. So despite the pandemic, we have seen that, uh, we have seen that uh, uh, the, the companies uh, across the, the globe, they uh, are going to the market uh, for equity issuance. Uh, although the, they may not be IPOs, but they are follow on equity uh, issuance. Uh, so if we happen to have a look at uh, uh, data uh, from SNP, then the global uh, equity issuance have increased about 35% year on year to $194 billion in the second quarter of 2020 alone. So, uh, and, and that the equity issuance has been led by uh, mostly the healthcare sector uh, in the US uh, because the companies that are looking to raise capital in an effort to create solutions to combat uh, the COVID-19 pandemic are looking uh, for equity issu issuance. Uh, so uh, this has been the uh, story uh, around equity issuance. Uh, and now, uh, as far as uh, shipping is concerned, uh, uh, shipping sector uh, unfortunately have uh, seen a slight decline uh, over the over the past five years, and uh, 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 equity in uh, new equity investments in past four years in uh, China, especially is con concentrated uh, in the container shipping, followed by dry bulk uh, shipping, uh, uh, and. Uh, tanker shipping and gas shipping have seen uh, very little new equity investments. Uh, so uh, that's uh, uh, that's brief about what's happening in shipping. However, uh, the, what we have seen uh, recently is capital market activity 
15 shipping bonds and in offshore have uh, have been reasonably good in 2020 uh, with capital market proceeds of USD 18 billion and USD 7 billion respectively made until August this year, uh, according to our, our research. Uh, and uh, other than ship, other than shipping IPUs, which are down 100%, uh, I'm comparing August 2020 with August 2019. So uh, this shipping IPUs has been down 100%. Otherwise, uh, shipping follow-up uh, deals and shipping bonds, including uh, including uh, capital proceeds in offshore sector and shipyard sector have been uh, have been reasonably up and uh, it ranges between more than 50% to 100% uh, and uh, now coming to private equity uh, in shipping so shipping is some shipping finance is some uh, something which, where most significant changes have taken place over the past decade or so in the early uh, 2000s uh, we saw that European banks were primary uh, financer for shipping industry uh, in that scenario the ship owner would provide just 20 to 30% of equity and the bank would provide the remaining funding uh, while, while the ship owner would pledge the vessel itself to the bank in case of default. However, the model uh, has faced an abrupt decline uh, in 2008, um, primarily because of uh, global financial crisis. Uh, so, the point I'm making here is uh, the, the slow decline of private equity, uh, mainly because of global financial crisis. And uh, to tell you an example, Royal Bank of Scotland uh, was uh, a notable uh, uh, example because uh, the uh, RBS was the largest single lender to Greek uh, shipping owning, uh, Greek uh, shipping uh, ship owners market. But over the past five years, it has exited the whole shipping business. Uh, so now to fill the gap of uh, private equity owners, what we have recently seen is new players are coming in and they are Chinese banks, uh, the Chinese banks and Chinese leasing houses uh, who, who are providing uh, funding to shipping industry uh, as a whole. So uh, uh, now uh, I'll, I'll briefly also uh, touch upon uh, uh, sh shipbuilding industry. So global ship orders ha have taken a hit, uh, obviously because of COVID-19 and low oil prices. So uh, and and we are fa what we are facing is rising shipbuilding challenges, and the challenges uh, emanates from uh, various sources. Uh, um, one of the challenge key challenges are new coming from new tech technologies and sustainability uh, uh, is also uh, one of the uh, uh, rising topics why we're seeing uh, reshaping in investments. So uh, a vessel that uh, a shipyard may be building today could look completely different in the next few years. Uh, and, and for example, there's also a lot of discussion going on on the arrival of unmanned ships, uh, which again, if uh, happens, will change the industry completely. Uh, so what we see more is uh, uh, the market is more connected uh, connected now with supply chain, uh, as well as there's a mounting uncertainty on future of, of what kind of vessels uh, will enter the market. Uh, so that that has also affected the choices uh, made by investors. Uh, global uh, uh, new ship order uh, uh, 
have re recently taken a hit as I mentioned before. Uh, however, uh, if uh, we are to look at the recent data, then the trend shows a rise in market share for Asia and that's primarily led by China. Uh, so if I have to uh, quote a data, then Chinese yards won 63% won of contracts in the first quarter of 2020, uh, compared to Korea's 18% and Japan's 8%. Uh, and and um, so uh, also uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions uh, that's happening in uh, ship builders across uh, Asia. Uh, to tell you, uh, uh, to give you an example, uh, the two largest shipbuilding companies, uh, that is DSME and HHI uh, are undergoing merger process. Uh, to, of course, because uh, uh, the less number of orders happening. And we also saw uh, China State Shipbuilding Corporation Limited, uh, which was officially uh, unveiled in uh, November 2019. Uh, because uh, the two of the largest Chinese companies, China Shipbuilding Industry Company and China State Shipbuilding Corporation uh, came together to merge. Uh, similarly, uh, we also seeing Imambari Shipbuilding and Japan Marine United together responsible for about 40% uh, of total Japanese shipbuilding uh, output uh, with, uh, and they have also created a joint venture named uh, Nihon Shipyard Company. So that's a brief about ship, uh, shipbuilding industry. Uh, foreign, uh, if you look at uh, the uh, um, recent August release of investor presentation of DSME, you'll find that uh, the, ship build, the foreign equity inflows into DSME is, has been rising over the last three years. Uh, so uh, as per the latest data in 2019, it was about 23%. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you very much. 23%. Uh, and and, and uh, also uh, China, uh, China's seaborne trade and shipyard acti activity, if I have to co compare 2019 versus uh, what it was 15 years back, then China accounts for more significant share of global imports and vessel deliveries than in 20, uh, 2003. And it's about, again, 20, 22%. So, uh, uh, and lastly, I would uh, touch upon share prices performance of Chinese shipping selected Chinese shipping companies. So uh, they have done reasonably reasonably well, uh, especially the uh, Chinese uh, uh, ship, uh, shipping in the tanker businesses uh, have performed quite well with uh, share returns uh, in the last two years, uh, uh, being more than eighty percent. In, in some some of the companies such as uh, China uh, China Merchant Energy Shipping Company, so which is quite good. And uh, being a, being an optimist, I'm I'm I hope that. Uh, the, the, this uh, this new COVID, this COVID pandemic uh, only uh, creates opportunity for investors. Uh, so to summarize, I would say uh, the future opportunity is likely to be in green finance. Uh, earnings are uh, creeping up, so general investors may have another look, so, and there may be scope, scope for the capital markets to be more active. Uh, new IPOs may be seen in 2020, uh, although we haven't uh, seen uh, uh, until now, but I, I'm still hopeful that a few companies will definitely um, uh, uh, take IPO route because uh, 
now we're seeing uh, improvement uh, in in market some improvement in market compared to the first half shipping can be attractive to uh, investors since there are many ways to invest and different uh, risk versus reward opportunities uh, okay. yeah yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, first of all thank you very much for for the uh, for, for, for the for the talk uh, I, I know that you have done a lot of research and uh, and for the audience uh, we will up to upload the uh, the presentation slides and then you can read all the uh, detailed analysis and numbers uh, down by by uh, Nilesh uh, and then you can have a look thanks again for your overall discussions thanks um, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot uh, now let's move on to the other three uh, honorable guest speakers. Uh, they are, all of them are from the, uh, the, the, the front line, I would say. Uh, they, they are from the uh, active investment industry in the shipping side uh, in China. Uh, Stephen, uh, Suning, and uh, Carolyn. Uh, let's move on to uh, Stephen first. Uh, well, I, I will change to China's channel and I think uh, the uh, conference organizer will provide a translation later on. Right, Mr. Shell. Hello, Vincent. Thank you for attending this panel discussion. So, first of all, please introduce to your company. So, we would like to see what opinions do you have in terms of the shipping industry, the status quo, and also the future developments. What opinions do you have? Thank you so much, Vincent. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And actually, I would like to talk about my company. In order to save time, I'm going to use Chinese. Actually, I've been involved in the industry. And before this, in the past, I was responsible for, I was in the foreign trade company for totally 15 years. I'm responsible for the investment in the industry and also management. Now, I'm working as the president of the Shenzhen Suda Fund Company. We are a young company. Normally, we were registered the year before last year, but actually we have a real old colleagues in the new company. The core colleague has more than 15 years and 20 years of the experience in the industry. And actually we have involved in a really wide range in terms of the fundraising, the logistics, and also legal services and shipping services we involved in all sort of industries, in all domains of industry. So that's why we are really professional in really wide range of work. I do believe that we really get qualified, uh, well qualified. The baseline for the fund is that we are located in Shenzhen and we're located in Greater Bay Area, Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau. Normally, the equity service is oriented to whole globe. We are actually a private equity company. And until now, we have some main focus of investment. First of all, we have LNG, LEG, and LPG domain. And also at the same time, we have the relevant services. And the second one is actually traditional 
shipping domains, including the tankers and also containers. The third one is the modern shipping services or the techno technology services. For example, we have invested in intelligent shipping management system and big data and AI system and some of the new internet plus industrialization services. services. In this regard, we put this as the focus of our investment. And the fourth one is actually cloud service, is actually cruise service. This is the main focus of our investment, too. And the fifth one is actually clean energy and new energy. We're going to speed up our own exploration, and also we focus on the electric generation on the sea and the relevant project. And the sixth one, as a, normally we are involved in some of the mild project investment, uh, any project that are related to the related technologies or the high-end equipment, these are actually focuses of investment. Our company, through our effort of the investment, now, normally within less than three years, in some domains, we have made really successful investment. For example, in specific, in the liquefied chemical substance, in terms of this kind of investment, we have been very successful. We've been working together with some local companies in greater area to improve the measurement. And actually, the volume would be up to totally 20 cubic meters. In uh, London and Singapore, we have run navigated gas. We've been working together with the real large company to establish the joint venture so as to manage 55 ships and the relevant shipping service. And also in LNG, we have also had some investment in LNG. Normally, we are focused on regional investment, and also at the same time, we are involved in some investment in some cruise ships. On the other hand, I think now I would like to share with you that the fact that our company, through the several years of effort, we're going to become the company that is supported by the government and also we're going to run, we're going to manage the industrial fund for Shenzhen government. So actually the total volume would be up to 10 billion RMB. So we're going to have two steps. One step, I mean, three billion for each step. It is expected that we're going to have totally 10 billion RMB on the relevant investment of the relevant industries. So this is actually the basic introduction of me and the company. So Mr. Xiao, thank you so much for a really kind introduction and about yourself and also your company. So on this matter, we are talking about the new age of the shipping industry. What do you think of? this age. So what do you think of what China can do in order to incubate the competitiveness of the fund, the foundation on the shipping industry? 
Speaking of this, speaking of why we would like to do this industrial foundation, normally it's based on the really broad background of the industry. I think that basically, normally we have several domains to consider. We can see that, I mean, the basic factors for the shipping industry over the past one decade in China, especially in China, I mean, in all factual, factor-based industries, we would like to say that we are ahead of all the other countries in the world, for example, from the perspective of the factor of the industry. Now, China has become the base for the industrial manufacturing. The GDP of the industrial manufacturing is as big as the US, Germany, and also Japan in combined, more than 4 trillion US dollars. That's why we need to have a large amount of input of the raw material. We need to have a large export of the semi-finished goods and the finished goods. You can see that China is the largest trading country in the world. The largest, normally we are the largest exporter and the second largest importer. 90% of trade is transported on sea. Normally, this situation is able to have really good contribution to the sea freight. Uh, after speaking of this background, you can see the broad picture of China. Since 2017, China has been the first country, the biggest country of the shipbuilding. So from the index of the shipbuilding and also from the perspective of the delivery and the number of the uh, orders, China is still the, the first biggest country of the ship shipping building. In terms of the number of the shipping, one really trustworthy data show that actually China has owned the largest number of the shipping, normally 170,000 ships that we owned. Now, in this domain, normally uh, from the perspective of the total ownership of the ships, China, without doubt, China is actually the largest country of the ownership of the shipping. From the number of the personnel of the shipping, over the past 10 years, the number, the newest number of the ship crew personnel has exceeded 1 million. A large number of the people are involved in high management and middle management. Over the past 20 and 30 years, we have greatly increased the number of personnel. China has incubated a large number of the high management and middle management. And also, we were able to send the personnel to the outside world. And the number would be up to 400,000. Really very much important part is that it's about the advancement of science and technology of China over the past five to ten years. The relevant science and technology force has really advanced in terms of the intelligent management system of shipping and also the environmental friendly technologies and also we have Beidou navigation system. So actually science and technology are intertwined with the industry of shipping. We have countless 
opportunities for science technology. We're going to have some new stuff coming out. I would like to say that. So actually, we have the complete base of factors of the shipping industries. When we include the East China, Northeast China, and combine all of the resources together, I do believe that the shipping industry in China has really solid foundation. And what makes us really happy is that over the past two years, uh, China's financing in the shipping industry has turned out to be very fast. The newest data show that the top 10 traditional financing platform. I mean, in terms of the loan, the top three countries actually uh, the traditional banks. I mean, they are, besides from the top one bank, we have the Bank of China and also Bank of China Export and Import. Normally, we would break through the monopoly dominated by Europe and the US. Thank you so much. I think that you have a really clear opinion in terms of the whole industry. The most important factors are handled in China. So that's why you think that China is able to have really great growth in terms of industry. Now we would like to switch it over to Mr. Swin. Hi, Mr. Su. We know that you have a very rich experience in this industry. So could you please talk about the tips you have and experience you have for managing equity fund for shipping industry? Uh, how do you think we should run a foundation for the shipping industry. Can you hear me? Thank you so much. I would like to thank the organizer for, for the invitation. I would like to talk something about me. So actually, I've been in the national state-owned company for more than 20 years, uh, 12 years. So actually, I've been involved in the investment matter, and also we have prepared for the establishment of the cargo company. I've been in charge of the cargo company for totally seven years and since 2017. I just went out and also did the investment business. And also we started doing the frontline capital. Actually, this company is actually an equity investment company. Normally, we are responsible for uh, we actually an uh, equity investor. Within totally three years, normally we are able to increase by two ships each year. Just because of the COVID-19 this year, the investment speed and growth rate turns out to be very slow. So, But actually later on, we're going to have a lot more opportunities and keep it going. Speaking of my own insight about an investment, I would like to share with you my thinking over the past two years. The equity investment consists of two kinds of investment. The first kind is actually investment with company. And the first kind is about the investment with the company. Normally, you're able to invest in listed companies or non-listed companies, actually in the capital market. So normally, the equity it's not favored by investors. It's not a favored choice. For example, in the first half of this year, just because of all reasons, the market turned out to be ineffective. Some cruise companies, uh, cruise ships business uh, grew by several times, but 
actually the price of the stock did not go up. So that's why investing in the company's equity normally it turns out to be lagging behind the industrial market. Actually, the effect of the industrial market does not really affect your own outcome of investment. Some investors might feel that they're kind of far away from the real market and actually uh, you can choose to invest in asset. Normally, investing in asset allows you to directly get involved in the operation and management of the asset. At the same time, when you do investment, you can clearly know uh, which ship you're investing in, and also the business performance of ships is going to directly uh, reflect on your own return. But this way of investment, relatively speaking, Normally, it's really closely connected with the market. The volatility of the market is going to be reflected on your account of return. So that's why for investors themselves, possibly they need to differentiate between the two alternatives for investment based on your experience and your understanding about the investment. You need to select the most suitable alternative of investment for you. Now, what do you refer to? I'm responsible for. Normally, I'm probably I'm responsible for investing in the asset. Normally, investing in the industry, right? So actually, it's oriented as serving the operators of the industry. So if you invest in industry, more often times you're going to get involved in the experience, operation, and management of the shipping. But actually, this is not what the investors are good at. If in the market you have quite a lot of transparent and visible uh, operation companies, normally for the investors themselves, they are actually really good choices. So a lot of shipping companies are really clarified in all domains. For example, if we would like to build a car, we need to turn to a factory for engines or motors or the body, the car bodies. Normally, you're able to align them together, combine them together so as to make out a car. Normally, for example, if you are an investor, you can turn to a company that is able to run the factory for you. In that case, it's able to help you solve the management and operation. But now, when we were looking at the market, so the company is responsible for operation management. They probably serve the industrial companies or traditional companies. So normally they, their connection with the equity investors are not enough. So that's why I think that in China, at least in China market, the good service provider it's not are not really sufficient. So 
Mr. Su just said that actually when you're involved in the industrial investment, we need to have the uh, investors to have a really comprehensive capabilities, right? Yes, normally we have high requirements for investors. So this is the basic directions. Normally, you need to have the really versatile background, including the operation experience, the shipping, and also investment experience. Thank you so much. Ms. Song, as far as I know, you are from the largest you're actually uh, you're from the largest restructuring firm company, a fund company. Normally, you have invested a lot and gained quite a lot of return. So could you please introduce to your company and also introduce the basic status quo of your company and some of the services you provide? Thank you so much. Can you, can you please hear me? Okay, thank you, Vincent. Can you hear me all right? Yes, yes, perfect. All right, it is a uh, great privilege for me to be part of this online panel. I was listening to the experience and advice shared by the top minds of the industry. We were talking about the separation of proprietary right and management right in the shipping industry, which is both a traditional and a modern industry, and it is also a challenge faced by equity investment. We come from different perspective as I come from a financial and legal background. DCL investment or Ding Yi investment in Chinese, this is now the largest PE fund for special asset. We now have a total cash size of 10 billion and we manage a mega fund. It is a single layer mega fund with no internal structure. We have 50% of our investors uh, from domestic insurance companies. We also have uh, state-owned investment platforms, foundation investors. So that is in the, the, the investor portfolio of ours is dominated by professional institutional investors. As I said earlier, I do not come from the industry originally. Like Vincent, I come from a legal background. After that, I worked in the USD fund for seven to eight years. In 2015, I came out with a friend. Uh, all of us were born after 1980s, and we built DCL. We now manage a size of a 10 billion. So our business is based on the mega background of China. Now we are experiencing industrial trans transformation and the economic transition. We were looking at the industries back in 2015, and we believed shipping would have been a great opportunity. Back in 2014 and 15, a lot of MPL was used. Apart from the fixed assets at the bottom of MPL portfolio, a lot of MPL was related with shipping. Back then, there were a lot of bankrupt shipyards in Jiangsu and the province, troubled, troubled teams, troubled ship owners, etc. So in an active way or in a passive way, I think it's a good opportunity for us to take actions and then we need to deal with those assets. So that's how we started business in this field. In, in the past, past couple of years, we started with bulk goods and then we look at chemicals. We believe chemical ship, uh, ships in, on the coastal lines for domestic trade 
is a very good subject because we believe chemicals is a very steady business. The way we dealt with it was a bit different. Uh, we take it as bankruptcy and restructuring. Uh, we take over the business as bankruptcy investor. Uh, we cut the cost, improve management, and make it a profit again. That's how we dealt with it. At the end of last year, we took over as as a, a shareholder. We took over the largest chemical. Ship fleet in China. It has a total of twelve chemical vessels. It has a uh, a total fleet of twenty eight vessels. Now it is uh, wholly owned by our fund. Okay, that's about us. Thank you very much. So actually, we have totally twenty eight ships. This is to say, as for base information of what we do. So you actually doing the acquisition of the asset. Normally, but in the form of investing in the industries. So I would like to have three of you to speak about the challenges that you're facing, Mr. Shaw. Given time constraint, I think that. I mean, as for the internal fund management, the largest risk is actually external environment or policy environment. In front of us, we. I mean, the largest challenge is actually China-U.S. relations, and also the uncertainties brought by the China-U.S. relations. These are actually uncontrollable factors. I think that our company is not pursuing pursuing the dominance of China in the shipping industry. I would like to say that we are pursuing the win-win. Situation in the peaceful times, we are going for the peaceful times of of the shipping industries. We are going for cooperation and sharing. So I think that we we wish that the policy risks would be mitigate, mitigated. All right, Mr. Su, do you have anything to add, Mr. Su? Mr. Su, are you there? Mr. Su. All right, time's up. We plan to invite you to have a few more words, but we are going to have the further exchange and also communication after after we're done with the session. But I think that your presentation is just quite all right. Thank you so much for your information. Thank you. Thank you so much.